You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Radio Ramadan on 87.7 FM. Uh, today we are bringing to you a show called In Conversation With. It's a relatively new show to Radio Ramadan and it involves two sets of couples. So you've got your host, myself and my better half. Can I say that? Assalamu alaikum. My name is Omar. Uh, most people know me as Hadi. And um, what we're going to do today is we have um, a couple who we're going to be having a chat with, discussing family life. Um, hopefully the atmosphere today is easygoing and relaxed and we want listeners to hear from the different views and perspectives of different people. Inshallah. And um, basically our discussion here today will be really based on the idea of, and I know that our listeners will have heard about everyone saying to you, you should just do what you do, especially our young listeners out there. Um, a lot of maybe um, advice that you're given is you should do what you love or you should do what your heart tells you but in reality actually that could be sometimes very very difficult to do so um, we hope that uh, our guests that are on with us today can give us uh, a better understanding of how actually you can put that into perspective Um, it's lovely to think that you could actually spend the rest of your life doing something that you enjoy uh, and actually making a a livelihood out of it most often um, certainly within the BME community um, certain, sorry I've been trying to get given instructions I'm trying to uh, follow those at the same time if you if you have a, a creative interest um, usually you're told it's seen as something that you can do as either on the sideline or maybe even as a hobby but not something that you should spend a vast amount of your time in it's certainly not something that may actually pay the bills so this isn't true for our guest couple today who we are pleased to introduce and if we could start with yourself Sabina Baj um, Salam Alaikum Wa Alaikum Salam and can you just for the listeners out there Tell us your full name. Uh, my name is Safina Fatima Mazar. Okay, and um, we understand that you've got um, 13 million followers from a brief discussion <laughs> prior to the uh, interview today. Uh, is, that a, a, is that a United States following or is that UK? Um, I think it's actually worldwide. All right, okay. Well, wow. listen, yeah. can you follow me on like Instagram and Snapchat <laughs> and stuff and maybe just like f- give us a shout out? Yeah, uh, I know. And, and yourself, Salaam Alaikum. Mazar Bay? Wa Alaikum Salaam. And... Um, Baji has told us that you like to be known as Mazar. Um, uh, yeah, my full name is Tokir Mazar, okay. and people call me Mazar. Okay, so Jazakallah. Thank you, thank you both for for joining us here today, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go straight to yourself, Baj, um, and and just to get a bit of a background, uh, could you maybe tell the listeners a bit about yourself in terms of uh, where is well where are you at just now in life with your in terms of family. Uh, well, I've got three uh, three daughters. Um, my eldest is 13. Okay. I've got an 11-year-old and a very troublesome 9-year-old. <laughs> sure. um, so I, I keep busy with them, just like normal mum life, just take mm-hmm. them to school, bring them back, you know, take them to their grand class, get their homework done, yeah. feed them, clean them, the usual. Um, I've been married for, alhamdulillah, I'll be 17 years in wow. this July. Um, so obviously I've got a, a husband that keeps me busy as well. Um, and whatever time I do have free, um, I enjoy writing. So oh, I've sure. been doing that for the last twelve odd years now. So that's the that's the not so normal part about you, where you're a mum, but you're also an author and a published author at that. Mashallah, with your fourth book coming out. That's right. I'm working on my fourth book just now. Um, inshallah, hoping to have it released by the end of the year. Mashallah. And if I can just take you back um, before you even got into writing, or give us a bit about. 
for first of all, just before we came on, I know you told me you went to Notre Dame High School. I did, yes. Okay, and were you into writing at all at that point? Um, I wasn't. I think um, my English higher was actually one of my highest grades. So I got an easy A um, right. for that, you know, which most most people, especially because English is your second language, yeah. you know, for communities of, uh, that are obviously BME. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, I remember my teachers and that making a big deal out of that because it was quite, I kind of achieved it quite easily. Right, right. Um, but I've always been into the mess of my sciences. That's what I've kind of really enjoyed. Okay. Um, when I left high school, I went to Glasgow Caledonian University. And, and did, just, uh, to, just, just, just to, sorry, I'll be cutting you off at so it's many okay, points. That's um, right. uh, you and my wife have obviously got a lot in common there. <laughs> I mean, love, we went to the to same high school and we studied <laughs> yeah. the same degree as well. Yeah. That's right. You chat more than myself and Motherbug, which is great <laughs> to see. But no, j- just to cut you off there, um, before you left Notre Dame, yes. first of all, when you were at Notre Dame, did you know which direction your career was going at that point? Um, at that point, I was very focused on my sciences. I knew that I wanted to do something with science. So mm. writing um, or being an author or anything like that just didn't even come into the, the equation at all. Had you realised that you had a natural skill in that department no. at that point? No, no. not at okay, all. Okay, so not you hadn't even realised that no. at all? No. Not That's even right. anything on the side like um, writing poems, writing writing a diary nothing, even? No, nothing, no, no. nothing apart from acing an English hire <laughs> basically well, yeah. well. So but I, I think that was um, I was joke though because at, at the time when we did it it was the Romeo and Juliet movie that came out the Leonardo DiCaprio right. one um, and I, I became quite obsessed with that <laughs> and I think that helped me a lot because I knew all, all the dialogues by heart yep. so that, that helped me a lot um, but no I didn't write a diary or I didn't do any poetry I still mm. don't do poetry I can't write poetry at all um, so and on that note, can we introduce Mazhar Bhai, you can tell us a introduction to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your story. My name is Tawkir Mazhar. I was born in Pakistan. I studied in the village. I studied in Punjab University. In 2001, I came here. I started working here. My LLB program so लेकिन शादी होगी फिर मुझे चांस नहीं मिला ना अच्छा अच्छा तो लेकिन अब मैं सोचता हूं कि अच्छा हुआ नहीं किया बाकी अच्छा हुआ मैंने किया पाकिस्तान और इधर का डिफरेंट है थोड़ा फर्क तो है उसमें हां जी तो बस फिर तो हम लोग अभी बात करे थे कि स्पिनाबाद जी जो है जो ऑफर है तो हमारे लिए मतलब स्पेशली पाकिस्तानी कम्युनिटी में थोड़ा सा हटके है मतलब आप ये नहीं कह सकते कि आप ऐसे कह सकते कि नौ नौ में दस बंदों में से नौ जना डॉक्टर बन सकता है लेकिन दस बंदों में से नौ ऑफर ऑफर नहीं बनेगा ये हमारी कम्युनिटी में असल में और भी हैं लोग लेकिन वो उनके टॉपिक जरा डिफरेंट होते हैं क्योंकि वो माशरती तौर पे कुछ रिलीजियस तौर पे वो लिखते हैं सही है तो मैं समझता हूं कि सफीना ने जो लिखा है वो एक थोड़ा सा डिफरेंट हटके है यानी वो ना फैन फिक्शन जो है वो लिखी है तो yeah, ज्यादातर लोग जो है वो टॉपिक और तरह के चूज करते हैं ना वो तो आई वाज बीन इंटरेस्टेड इन फैंटेसी दैट्स बीन लाइक माय फेवरेट जॉनर टू रीड एंड दैट वाज अ थिंग वेयर आई काइंड ऑफ सॉ यू नो दैट देयर वाजंट अ लॉट ऑफ काइंड ऑफ एम ऑथर्स going back to that I was going to ask you I know you said that you didn't do any writing when you were just leaving school or in that time what about reading 
Oh, I did lots of reading. Yes. I did lots and lots of reading. Because surely that is um, something that would have been key to, to where you're at today yeah, in terms I of think, your writing. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's uh, Stephen King. It was one of his quotes that if you want to be a good writer, you have to read. Yeah. You know, you, I don't think there's any writer out there that doesn't read. And they um, say even in terms of re- increasing your vocabulary and your writing style, mm. it's yes. by reading that you do that. Yes. And you need to read. I, th- I remember our teachers in, in the wee shout out to Notre Dame High School now, mm-hmm. but um, our teachers at Notre Dame High School were brilliant where they would force you to read read oh, yeah. out with your comfort zone right. the library uh-huh. they would they yeah. would they would kind of insist that you would pick up books if you enjoyed reading kind of say romance books they would say to you right pick up a crime thriller now mm-hmm. you know if you liked reading the horror genre they would say no read something that's funny go mm-hmm. to comedy because it's important to kind of read out with your comfort zone okay. because that's the only way you're going to grow so expose reader. yourself to different genres definitely yeah okay. so is that to any of our young listeners out there who might even be contemplating on going down the route of um, author or who enjoy creative or creative writing yeah. as such yeah. um, that's I'm, I'm assuming a key point that you might give to them definitely definitely I mean I think the the sooner you can start reading the, the better mm. um, I think I was um, I, I started reading at a very young age mm-hmm. just simply because I enjoyed it enjoyed right. stories um, so my mum would take me down me and my, my, sister, my two sisters we would go down to the library that was like a you know, every kind of fortnightly, that was our trip. We'd mm. go down to the library, take out five books or three books, I think it was at that time, and come back and we would devour them. Right. And my sisters were into into reading, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that they that they didn't really keep up with um, as soon as they kind of developed other interests. Whereas for me, you know, give me a good book and a corner to curl in and yeah. ask me, I'm, I'm good. I think um, one of the key things... Um, from that perspective there or at least what I picked up from it was the fact that your mum used to take you down to the library yeah. um, I don't know if you heard there's a there's a series of talk and maybe our listeners out there have heard of it is Imam Anwar al-Awliki who does a, a series of Life of the Prophets um, and he was speaking of um, and I was listening to his series on Life of the Prophets on the Prophet and the Life of the Prophets Asalam, and one of the things that he well, one aspect that he was talking about, and he kind of went off tangent, but he ended yeah. up coming on to the fact that um, how we need more scholars in our, you know, in society, and in order to move forward as an ummah, you need to go into literature and this type of thing. Yes. And one key thing that he was pointing out in respect of children, especially toddlers, mm-hmm. and how to develop them in terms of how to even get them into the route of or onto the road of, of reading and writing, okay. one thing that he was saying was there's many things that you need to do even when they're children and actually toddlers in order to get them on that path. And one thing was getting them a library, yeah. having them have ownership of books, taking them down to the local library. Yeah. Um, so even for our parents actually who are out there might be listening, that because actually, for example, I'm actually thinking of myself, I have never, ever enjoyed reading oh, right? no. we're, we're polar opposites and, uh, <laughs> for my last birthday I made him get me a bookshelf yeah. oh wow and he he didn't understand the concept I mean quite literally um, uh, even as a, as a student when I was doing so much reading I, I despised it but right. now that I think about my youth growing up I was never really exposed to books in fact my mum loved reading to be fair mm-hmm. but uh, it just probably wasn't impressed on me I was probably too busy kicking about football in the back garden or <laughs> do you know what I mean uh, right. falling off a bike somewhere but yeah. I, I think that's also one of the key things maybe to our listeners out there um, who are parents actually the importance of exposing our children to reading definitely I mean I, I've done it with my three um, from a young age yeah. I think their very first books that we bought were the ones that you can open in the bathtub mm-hmm. you know the waterproof ones yeah. um, and there'd be young kids flashing about and they would still you know shove a book in their hand yeah. um, type of thing and I think it's, it has definitely made a difference because all three of my girls alhamdulillah like they're, they're good readers they mm. like reading my eldest has read all my books 
Um, what's her opinion? Band. Wait, actually, no. Let's leave that. Let's <laughs> rewind a little bit and go back to the beginning. Okay. So, where did the journey of being interested in writing start? Dono ke liye. Main ke matlab journey jo writing ki hai, wo kahan se dono ke liye shuru hui thi? Main to jab Pakistan mein tha na, to उधर जाहिर है उधर ज्यादा किताबें या वो रिलीजियस या फिर आपको सोशल जो आपके टॉपिक्स चलते हैं पॉलिटिक्स होगी इस्लामिया इस्लामियात साइंस और फिर होती है हिस्ट्री तो मुझे ऐसी किताबों का शौक था तो मैं जब कॉलेज में था तो मेरे मुख्तलिफ वो जैसे कि मैंने आपको बताया कि वो पेपर्स में आर्टिकल वगैरह छोटे छोटे ऐसे वगैरह पब्लिश होते रहते थे तो मैं जब इधर आया फिर ज्यादा वो मेरा सिलसिला किताबों से ज्यादा वो मुनकते हुआ लेकिन फिर भी मैंने ना वो ऑनलाइन पेपर वगैरह पढ़ता रहा तो यही चीज मैंने देखी कि मतलब वो पैशन तो था पैशन था बिल्कुल हाँ वो अखबारें आज भी मैं ना जब अखबार में बहुत पढ़ता हूँ शौक अखबार और किताबें जैसे मेरी जो फेवरेट बुकों में है वो नसीम हजाजी के नावल हैं डॉक्टर इकबाल की पोइट्री है अच्छा। और फिर सबसे ज्यादा मुझे किताब तो पोइट्री का शौक वहाँ पे है ज्यादा मुझे बिल्कुल नहीं फेवरेट बुक जो है वो कुरान पाक है अगर आप देखें पढ़ने के काबल यही जिसमें सारे लोग आपको मिलते हैं तो started writing actually uh-huh. came about when I discovered the Harry Potter book series right. I was late coming into the fandom mm-hmm. I love Harry Potter I queued for one of their books I queued for the last three I think yeah. <laughs> um, but no I got into it uh, primarily because my sisters were reading it and they were in high school at the time and I was in university right. um, so they were coming home and they were my sister Yasmin in particular would um, talk about it and tell me the story and say to oh you're going to love it you should really read it mm. Um, and I was a bit hesitant at the beginning because I thought it's a kid's book mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm in university now and, you know... But I thought, it's so much more than that. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so you have so to, you how have old to, were you at this point? Uh, at this point, I think I was 19. All right. So same, yeah. still very young. Still very young. Yeah. <laughs> still, still young enough. But, um, I, I, but I got into it and that was me. I was hooked. Right. So it was in between waiting. I think it was the, the sixth book that was coming out and there was a bit of a, bit of a wait and we were getting quite frantic because we wanted to know what was going to happen next. And I discovered an online uh, community um, who writes basically wrote fan fiction. So, for our listeners out there, what yeah. is fan fiction? Fan fiction is, is it basically is just um, if you're a fan of any type of book, movie, TV series, comic book, really any kind of media that you can think of. If you're a fan of them, uh, you can write your own fiction. So okay. it's just basically you just write what you want to write. So your own version of what you've written. Right, yeah. okay. And then you can publish it online okay. uh, for other people to read and it's completely free to do so. Okay. And whoever reads it, they then basically can review. So they right. can tell you back their thoughts, if they enjoyed it, they hated it, what they liked, what they disliked. Um, and it's quite good, a quite a good tool to use for kind of learning how to take constructive criticism mm-hmm. and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read quite a lot of stories first and then it was just one of those things where I thought, you know, we'll hear people, you know, younger than me, most likely, mm-hmm. that are, you know, writing and they're doing it really well. Yeah, I'm going to try my hand. Right. So I started writing. Um, so uh, you, ha- you haven't taken any classes or no, anything no. in writing? <laughs> no. Nothing like that? Nothing at okay. all. So I wrote because I thought, you know, what, what's, it, what's it going to cost, you know, and what yeah. harm can it do? Um, so I thought, I'm just going to, you know, because I had this idea in my head mm-hmm. for Harry Potter, because um, I've always been really interested in the nature versus nurture argument. Right. You know what what shapes us yep. as a person? Mm-hmm. Is it our how we are born or how you know how we are brought up? Right. So I I, I wrote an, what's called an alternate universe story of Harry Potter, in which um, you know he's not an orphan. 
his both his parents are there, but oh, he's, so he's got the nurture. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's actually brought up by the enemy. He's brought oh, up by right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it was kind of a whole twist on how good Harry Potter is. Mm-hmm. You know, his kind of innate goodness, but he's basically been brought up by the worst person you can oh, imagine. Okay. And uh, that and that I think that. For some reason, it just kind of resonated with the fans and they loved right. it because well. it was still Harry Potter. It's quite deep as well. Different. Yeah. How much of a response did you get to that? Uh, Thirteen million hits worldwide on that. Thirteen million hits. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if that's not if that's not highlighting that yes, we like this, then I don't I don't know what <laughs> is. It was crazy because I got I, I mean I've lost kind of thing about thirty thousand reviews and then other people started writing their fan fictions based on my fan fiction. Oh, wow. wow. So it was a bit like that movie Inception, where it's like right. dream within a dream. Uh-huh. It was like fiction within fiction. Wow. Um, and it was it was it was great. And then people are making YouTube trailers, you know, for it and this fan art for it. It just kind of grew. Um, and you know, I think that's when I kind of got really into it. So that was when. How that long was. Ago? Um, I published that in two thousand six. Two thousand six, right? And then, where did your journey go from there? Well, from there for the for the next predominantly six seven years, I just wrote fan fiction. That's all I did. Right. I wrote just on trilogy. that on that online yes, forum. Yes, on that forum. On that online forum. Yeah. So, so it was. भाई जब बाजी ये online forum पे लिखनी थी और इनको सारे reviews मिल रहे थे आपका क्या mindset था वो आपका क्या आपकी क्या सोच थी उस वक्त ये मैं जब काम से आता तो बताती थी आज इतने मुझे I'd be refreshing all the time. I was. मैंने उसको कहा कि तुमने लिखना ही है तो फिर अपना कोई yeah. Mazza was um he was great but he would always kind of at the beginning I think we used to have a bit of you know he'd be kind of wanting to come and sit talk to me because he'd be away yeah. working the whole of day mm. so he'd come home and he'd want to like have his dinner and sit talk to his wife mm-hmm. and I'd be like shh I'm writing <laughs> you know and then he would get a bit annoyed and say you know could you just put that down just yeah. five minutes could you get mm. face out of the laptop and talk to me yeah. um, so at the beginning it was, it, was, it was a bit of that but then when he saw the response and I think he used to see how, how giddy how I used to get yeah, yeah I used to get I used to go on such a high because right. um, most of the, the reviews were they were all positive how, how did you time balance with Lambay आपने भी कैसे टाइम बैलेंस किया बाजी के मतलब राइटिंग के साथ एंड बाजी हाउ डिड यू टाइम बैलेंस विद हैविंग भाई एज़ वेल एंड एंड एट दैट पॉइंट डू यू हैव किड्स आई डिड ओके ये एंड द किड्स एज़ वेल एंड द किड्स एज़ वेल आई हैड अ वेरी स्ट्रिक्ट रूटीन विद विद माय किड्स 8:00 देयर इन देयर बेड ओके इवन माय 13 इयर ओल्ड शी हैज टू गो अप टू अ रूम यू नो एम सो दैट दैट हेल्प्ड एंड माय हस्बैंड um mother when he first obviously came from Pakistan he used to work in restaurants uh-huh. so he never used to come home till about kind of 11 half 11 uh-huh. at times so i had this window from 8 o'clock till 11 o'clock that okay. was just my time and there wasn't much only so much tv a person could watch yeah. and on you know only so much you can do so that was my window of writing so that's when i used to do my writing mm. and then during the day you know my kids would be one would be in, in nursery one would be in school and the other one would be like in the house and i would just sit and write because they were happily playing so any opportunity i got i basically wrote because i'm one of those people who get really passionate about something so did you did you factor in that when mother pay comes home it stops or it pauses had, i had to yeah because we had to be we had heated arguments over it you know so he'd be like and it was unfair and yeah, i of I, course. Kind of, yeah. Had to balance. i think my mom used to kind of get into me as well and say you yeah. know like put that thing away and sit mm. talk to your family yeah. so yeah so i had kind of, kind of pulled back a yeah. little bit and my sisters helped ground me a bit as well acha is point pe mother pay aapne kabhi socha tha ki kya kar rahi hai matlab ami इंटरनेट पे लगी हुई है इसको छोड़ दे नहीं कभी कभी बस गुस्सा आ जाता था लेकिन वो तो जाहिरी सी बात है शुरू में लेकिन चूंकि मैं खुद मुझे लिखने पढ़ने का शौक है इसलिए मैंने कहा कि चलो अगर मैं इसे ये कहता था कि तुम ना अपनी किताब लिखो And it was um, through mother's kind of, you know, um, encouragement. 
and my sisters would say the same thing to me. I would have a lot of my fans who would basically write and review, and they would say the same thing to right, me right. because the fan fiction became like a trilogy. I mm. ended up writing three parts, and then it got like a prequel, and there was just different different ideas that right. kept growing, and I kept writing. Excellent. So there was like I still I still write my fan fiction, yeah. still ongoing, mm. um, and then the idea for the books came. Later on, well, the mastermind to see Nicolay of her mother. support system to pair mother, definitely. No, no, I, I would never have done it. I would never have done it because right. I think it's really difficult for one partner to go ahead and achieve something if the other one isn't on board with it. Definitely, well. you need to. It's, it's a two way street. Basically, um, Svina Vajra, we're just coming on to the beginning of your journey then, and you were just about to tell the listeners exactly when it dropped for you to start writing your own your own book and how yeah. that came about? Um, it actually came about, like I said, I was getting a lot of encouragement um, but I had absolutely no idea what to write about. Mm-hmm. And I kept insisting that writing fan fiction was a lot easier because you had predefined characters, an entire world created for you. All you had to do, literally do was take the players out and play with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to write my own book, I kept thinking, you know, where, where would I start? I don't really have a story to tell. Right. Then um, the Haiti earthquake happened, Um, and I remember I was obviously home with the kids at the the time, um, and there was a lot of coverage on the news, and every time you'd put the telly on, there'd be something about it Mm -hmm. on, and it was was devastating, and I remember watching that and kind of just really thinking to myself, you know, like... Earthquakes, you know, what can you do? There's, there's nothing. There's no, no way you can protect yourself. There's yeah, natural, you know, natural disasters, mm-hmm. um, and that's like when the penny dropped, and I got an idea for a story. Right. So, um, just to kind of very quickly, I don't want to go yeah. too much into what my story's about. Okay. But my book series is called the Power of Four mm-hmm. book series, um, and they basically natural disasters play a big part in it. Okay. So it's a fantasy fiction for young adults. Okay. And the kind of main story. Um, it's kind of obviously about characters and their their relationships, but the backdrop to the stories is that there's uh, an entire species um, who live in a parallel world. You know that okay. kind of runs alongside. Like sliding doors. that movie, sliding doors. If anybody yeah. ever saw it, yeah. Yep. So it's like that. So we've got an entire world that runs alongside us, okay. um, which is kept separate from us. Um, and these these um, these people they're called mages and they have the power of the four elements like Stranger Things as well well yeah kind of like similar like, yeah, yeah. like that um, so they've got the power of the you can tell my wife watches a lot of TV yeah <laughs> all the programs that I watch actually <laughs> um, so and then I kind of basically worked it in that what if these people who, who can bend the elements and they can use the elements what if by doing so that energy seeps out and affects the world like this, our world the human world right. so our natural disasters are actually not natural so it, the idea is that if there's a there's a mage who lives in this mage realm who uses the power of earth to grow food mm-hmm. all that kind of energy that builds has up has an effect on this has one has an effect when you get earthquakes so every time so all the elements that they abuse in a sense we pay the price Right. So that's the kind of backdrop to the, the books, and that's how that kind of started. So that, that you you then got this idea of obviously this this concept that's come to you. How long did it take you to write, let's say, your first book? Five. It took me five years to actually just well, like do the actual all the details. So five years of building the characters, their backstories, what the actual plot was going to be, you know, where I wanted to take the story, what message did I, you know, essentially want to give. And can I ask at this point when you're saying it's took me five years to come up with the whole concept to come up with the whole background the plot yeah. the characters are you thinking the whole time at the back of your mind I'm doing this and I'm working towards publishing my book or were you just yeah had you made that mindset had you now? made that mindset that this is it I'm going for I'm going for a book here and, and I need to 
deliver. I did, yeah, yeah. I think. I think it wasn't, it was never, uh, this book series was never a case of, I just want to write the story for me. Right. That happened with my fan fiction when I wrote that, that was just me. I okay. just wanted to write Harry Potter in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, it was always in the back of my mind. And I think that was, in a way, very daunting right. because I felt like, I have to be careful with like what the pressure. I'm, yeah, because yeah. this is going to be going out in the public. People are going to be reading this. They're going to be judging me on this. It's almost like when you go to a wedding, you get judged on your appearance. Yes. So it's like your first, the first judgment yeah. on your writing. On your writing. And I think, in a sense, sometimes that's a bit more intimate. Uh-huh. You know, it's a bit more because your it's, style, it's from, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. your writing comes from within. So you're mm. getting judged for you know who you of are course, in, in a sense not just how you look or what you know clothes you're uh-huh. wearing or mm-hmm. how good your makeup is yep. or that, anything like it's that deeper, it's deeper it's deeper. Um, deeper so yes definitely that was I was wow. always in the back of my mind and just to before well, we might as well close off this chapter of it before we move on to the next but you've wrote your first book within the first five years uh, well no the first the first five years were actually just coming up with the idea the, just, right. taking actual, right. just, just taking notes just taking notes and, and, oh, wow. and thinking the actual starting of writing the book that took me nine months I wrote the first oh, book in wow. nine months. Yeah, so, I published 2014. Mother, you have been making five years when you have made your notes, you have thought that you He'd come and ask me, uh, he would come mm. and ask me, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, so he, he a lot of nudging from, from us. And I think it probably wouldn't have taken me five years, but mm. I think I was very hesitant to start it. Right. Maybe um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed mm. the idea of making the story and I thought, oh, this is re- a really cool story. This yeah. is really good. But it, the actual very, very daunting to mm-hmm. sit yeah. down and do it. And I only did that once my family, my you know, my sisters and my husband, everybody urged um, me to. Again, back to the point Sidra made, for someone that's never been taught, again, at this point, you've yeah, not like, been told, no. like, if, I, if you were to say to me, right, you've got five years, go come up with a concept, <laughs> that's fine, I'll come, come up with a couple of ideas. Uh-huh. But then to actually sit and say, right, now I'm going to start to, re- to write the book. Yeah. Because some people will have had classes in how to write a sentence. Mm. That's right. How to paragraph yeah. it. No, well, you've got hiring and, and you've got an you've got A. Oh, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure you knew how to write a sentence. <laughs> no, but creative writing is, I creative think, a writing whole other world. Very, yes, it yes. is. It's done a lot of self-teaching. A lot of self-teaching. I think that's where the fan fiction plays a big hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I was writing and I was publishing, I was making loads of mistakes. Right. And they were getting pointed out to me by, okay. by my readers. So you were open to the criticism? Oh, yes, you have to be. You have to be. If you're doing any kind of creative writing that you're willing for other people to, to read, then you have to be thick-skinned enough. Have you ever put off at any point, thinking maybe I'm not good enough? Uh, at the very beginning, right. very, very beginning, I remember I got a bit of, a bit of harassment, and it was just silly things like they didn't want me to pair Harry with Ginny, right. you okay. know, and they were insisting that this is a fan fiction, this right. alternate universe, and do something else. And I got really put off by it, and I thought, I don't want to take this mm-hmm. this kind of, you know, <laughs> attitude because people were, I think they get very fanatical about something, yeah. they get very passionate, passionate. about it. Yeah. But then I learned yes. to kind of look over that and realize that no, right. they're just, it's just because they love it that much yeah. that they're right. saying that Excellent. to me. And also, ultimate ownership is with, with you, yes. and sometimes the fans need to understand that. And just moving on, then, so obviously, it's taken you nine months, you've got your first book done. Yes. Um, where did you go from there? Well, I looked into traditional publishing because I think everyone who writes a book, that's what they think, that you need to get an agent and then the agent will get you in with a publisher okay. and you'll get this you know, six-figure deal and mm. you know, movies and everything else. What was else. the thought process behind the agent? Like, What were you thinking? I, I did um, kind of did a kind of a Google search and kind of looked about and thought, right, okay, so where do I go? Um, you know, and it was, again, because it was quite, kind of quite a scary thing to do, mm. I kind of put it off. Um, until the book was 
primarily done and I'd right. done the, the kind of first couple of rewriting sessions on it and it was quite quite good to go right. and it actually came to the point where I was going to email a few of the agents and you have to give the first three chapters okay. of the book so that they can have a read and see if they want to present you mm-hmm. but I never actually sent the emails right. I wrote them all out and then it was one of those things where I just thought no I don't you want to do it this right way right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and the reason was the more I read about traditional publishing the more I realised that there was a great loss of creative control right, when you go okay. with a publisher because they are essentially you know, um, taking ownership of okay. your, your books. They, they're going to be paying for it, they're mm. marketing yeah. they're it. They're thinking we need to sell this. So yeah. they're trying to steer you a certain way then, I take it? Yes, right. especially because of the, the market that I was writing, which was young adult. Okay. There's a lot of stuff about love triangles and mm-hmm. certain pairings yeah. that they want you to do. And, you know, I, I think I was just feeling that this is my story. Mm-hmm. I want to tell it my way. Okay, And good. I'm okay with anyone giving me constructive criticism mm-hmm. on writing styles or, you know, ideas. But as soon as they start telling me what should and shouldn't happen in, a, mm-hmm. in my story, that's when I draw the line. Okay. And I say, no, no, I know. My story. I know so my then story. Where, where did you go and how did you go about it? I then basically self-published. That's right. what I did. So I looked into self-publishing, which... Um, I published Run to Earth um, in February 2014. So I started looking at all of this in about June, July of the previous year, 2013. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about self-publishing. That was one of the new things that had come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and but financially, quite heavy self-publishing. Yes, yeah, because you have to do everything yourself. Like Okay, talk, give, give us an insight as to what self-publishing entails. Self-publishing, you have to, first of all, you have to basically pay to get your, your manuscript edited. Okay. And that's a step that is very costly. Um, right. You know, you're talking you know a couple of grand anyway okay, wow. okay. Um, it depends on obviously how big your book is mm-hmm. and I've, I've, you've got copies of my books saying yeah. there they're massive yeah. so I think my, my very first the run to earth the very first um, you know uh, manuscript was about 184,000 words right. so that's a, a big lengthy book and you mm. pay for every every word essentially that's you? in there yeah. wow, okay. so that's the way editing works um, so if you've got a short book Fine. So if you're Got an aspiring author, your first book, keep it short. <laughs> keep it short, please. Yeah. Don't do what I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was one of the things. But I, when again, I, when I spoke to my husband about it, and I explained to him that you know I don't want to go down the traditional publishing route. Mm. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I thought we will start saving because at this point I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, right. I wasn't working. I've, so all that financial backing came from, came from Mother Pay. Yeah. So Mother Pay, when they published the first book, you didn't have a book in your life. Actually, when I wrote books, I wasn't so confident that this book would be famous or not. Okay. So I told them that if it's not famous, then there's no problem. You have to take a chance. Yes, take a chance. Take a chance. Okay. So they said that it will be so much money, it will be so much money, it will be so much money, and it will be so much money, and it will be so much money, and it will be so much money. So I said that it will be so much money. तो मतलब मजर भाई आप जब बात कर रहे हैं ना बड़े कामली और मतलब बड़े इस तरह कर रहे हैं कि हाँ भाई कुछ नहीं होता कर लो लेकिन एक्चुअली में इस तरह का स्टेप लेना या इस तरह के मतलब पार्टनर को सपोर्ट करना बहुत बड़ी बात है असल में आप लाइफ में रिस्क लेना पड़ता है कोई भी ऐसा काम हो तो ये हो सकता था इसका कोई मतलब अच्छा रिस्पॉन्स ना मिलता सही है तो लेकिन अल्हम्दुलिल्लाह काफी मुझे बता दिया कि आज मेरी जर्मनी में इतनी किताबें सेल हुई आज अमेरिका में इतनी हुई आज इंडिया में हुई क्या 
as soon as your book is, is literally all you're doing is you're pressing a button and, and formatting your book they send you a template you put all your book into there make sure that it sits, sits well make sure the page numbers and there's nothing missing okay. you know all of that you press a button and it goes live in all the Amazon sites right. all over the okay. world wow. um, they also uh, give you kind of extended distribution so they make sure that libraries get you know your wow. books schools. so it helps with publicity as well yes okay. so I, I decided to go with them for that purpose Excellent. I went to we were talking about Kindle uh-huh. I went with a company called um, Smashwords which is an American okay. company but the good thing is that it gives you that only does digital copies right okay so people can download it as well yes okay. so you can do it through your Kindle you can do they've got like files that you can do on your like your nooks so it wasn't just else. that you were an author between you obviously as a couple you're quite business savvy as well so I'm not business savvy mm-hmm. but mother pay, mother that was all mother <laughs> that was all mother that's what he kept kind of saying to me that you got to make sure it could be a fantastic book but what good is it if they can't get their hands Absolutely. on it so, so to give us an idea could you give the listeners an indication as to in terms of once your first book went live uh-huh. how many copies were being sold or God um, again this probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't have my fan fiction base mm-hmm. uh, but I think with my fan base I was selling oh god uh very first month I think I sold like a couple of hundred easy wow. um, first and month first month yeah it went wow. crazy with which is weeks. unheard of actually when you think of self-published yes, books yes I was I was quite surprised because my husband kept saying to me 13 million hits you're telling me that even 1 million is not going to yeah. buy them you know and I was like thinking, oh my god a million people <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it wasn't quite like that a pound a copy <laughs> <laughs> well that's it yeah um, but no so it was great so I was quite happy and then but the thing to me that I was more concerned about was the reviews mm. Because I'd seen so many good books just get torn down because uh-huh. they had bad reviews. Right. Um, so I had this great fan base and it was worldwide and the people were buying my books all over the world. That was great. But I wanted to make sure that they gave a good response. So mm-hmm. even someone who doesn't know yeah. me and hasn't read my work as, yeah. as, my, as a fan fiction author, that they would take a chance on it. Well. So I had to kind of chase certain fans that I knew. Right. Um, because they would, obviously, as soon as they would read it, they would private message me uh-huh. and say, oh, I read your book. You're like, publish that, but publish that comment. So I did. I think yeah. the only thing I said, you know, I think for the next six months was, could you, could you please leave a review if it's yeah. not too much trouble? Um, so Amazon and Goodreads.com uh, and uh, Barnes & Noble, like all these kind of websites, they, they started getting but all But to reviews. be fair, Badge, that's true with any product. Now when you go to buy anything online, the first thing I do is check the read reviews. I do the same. I do so the same, yeah. why so would it be any different for a book? Exactly. So that, that was the thing. So I didn't, I didn't want to rely on just my fan base mm. for buying my books. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to make sure that, that even like yourself, if you were to go on and read the reviews, it might, yeah. might entice you enough to think. To put something so the copies that you then saw and the amount that obviously it was it was obviously flying out the door yeah. um, I take it that then is what encouraged you to move on and do the next book well see this is the, this is the thing I decided at the beginning that whether I sell one copy or whether I sell like a million mm-hmm. I need to tell this entire story okay. because it's a four book series and the story continues in each okay. book okay. so I didn't want it the, the worst thing that can happen is for you to get into a story and then there's no more, there's yeah. no more you know no, the story doesn't get continued uh-huh. so I wanted to make sure and I said this to my husband I was like and he was he was like, yeah, definitely just go for it. Like, um, just write. Um, and I wrote the first book, 2014, published it. Second one, Playing With Fire, that got published 2015. So mm-hmm. you've actually written them quite fast. I have, yeah. Because, again, when I get into it, I literally, like, don't sleep. Yeah, and I just so, sit and I just write. Right, so right. For, our, for our listeners, before we came on air, I was asking Badge, I was saying, um, what happens? At, have you ever had writer's block? And she was saying, alhamdulillah, she's published, managed to publish three books. And, and up until now, that's, that's not happened. It's not happened. No, thank God. Touch wood. <laughs> uh, but I think that's... That, Again, for me, I, I actually did this. Um, I've done a creative writing 
a workshop with okay. um, Glasgow Women's Library. Uh-huh. Um, a little shout out to Saima. Yep, um, who, yeah, she's kind of organised it. So, and I, what, what I was telling with them, the very first session with them was that you must plot out your story. And I think that's that's what was going like, to work for me. It's like as a teacher, we say prepare to it was a fail to prepare, yeah. and you prepare to fail. So that's that it. kind of that idea. That kind of idea, yeah. So I think it, because I had a very firm idea of what story I was telling and what must happen in the story. Yeah. Um, I've never been to a point where I've suffered from writer's block, but I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've not ridden myself into a corner just quite yet. Yeah. Um, little small issues happen. We are. I was. It makes me sound really as if I'm, I'm insane, but <laughs> I, I swear I'm not. But sometimes I feel like my characters talk to me. So when I'm writing, like I doesn't want to sound be... crazy at all. Right, <laughs> like, I'm telling you though. Like I, I start writing and I want them to do something, and I'm trying to write it, and it literally feels like they're rebelling against me. And I feel like no, they actually wouldn't do this. So then I have to re- rework it. And think, okay, you know what? What would if I was, you know? I feel I'm, like you've not got three kids. I feel like you've got more, more oh than goodness, that with your characters. I've got so many. I've got so many. Really? This thing, my eldest, um, Mariam, she actually calls the one, the, the kind of main character. She calls him her paper brother. Oh, because she actually says when she goes. You, you do realise mum you made him so you're his mum like, okay alright um, so yeah so it does it feels like just kids that just don't listen to you so book two came out and book then two came out 2015. how long after was uh, this, the third book Thicker Than Water that actually took me like 10 months so the first book took me nine months to right. write. The second book took me seven months. That was relatively uh-huh. easy. Uh-huh. The third book, I actually struggled. It was ten right. months, and it was just because it was a very emotional book. Oh right, there was okay. a lot that was. Was happening. there was there pressure by this point because you'd published two books oh, yeah. already that yes. you were thinking, right? I can't have a third one. So That's before we move on to that, in in terms of your second book, what was the response? Was it the same as the first? It was yeah, it was right. and it was great because a lot of people were actually saying that. Sometimes, you know, it's a bit like sequels in a movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first one does really well and, and the second one lags. Right. And especially in a trilogy, it's always that case, the second one mm. kind of suffers. So I, was, I had, had that in my, idea, in, right. in my head, I already had that. But th- just the way that I pl- plotted out the story, there's a lot happening. Right. So the first book, there's a lot of world building and it's kind of relatively slow, mm-hmm. but there's enough to keep you turning the pages. Mm-hmm. And then there's quite, I'm, I'm a, a big fan of cliffhanger endings. Right. Um, so I, I kind of ended the books and a lot of the chapters on cliffhangers. Okay. Okay. So it's quite a bit of a, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Yeah. So the second book, again, the minute it came out, and it, I think I had actually told them that it was coming out on this day, and one of my fans, she's actually in Australia, she downloaded the book, ordered it as a paperback, mm-hmm. downloaded it so she got it in a Kindle straight away, read it, and this, I mean, like, like playing the water, playing with fire, sitting in front of you, right? It's a massive mm-hmm. book. It's a big book. Right? It's about 140,000 words. Mm-hmm. She read that entire thing in six hours. Wow. And then by the time I woke up the next morning, so I literally went to sleep, I pushed the button that published the books, mm-hmm. and I put a wee tweet out to say, that, oh, books, you know, they are. Right. Went to bed, woke up, and she had ma- written a massive essay wow. on it. Wow. And, and sent it to me, and I was like, oh my goodness. But that's wow. the sort of publicity you want anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was great. So. So again, people loved it and said, oh, you know, exceeded our expectations. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm, loved mm-hmm. it. Thicker Than Water is actually the fan favourite. Like, there's nobody right. that said to me that they've not enjoyed it. Excellent. Everyone's wow. loved it. But it took me 10 months and it was a very emotional book and I felt really drained by the oh, end yeah, of it. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so that, when I wrote that, I thought, no, I need a break. Yeah. Like, I need to kind of, like, just chill for a bit. Um, so that's kind of caused a bit of a delay with the fourth book. Um, so that was supposed to be published last year, mm-hmm. but just due to kind of unforeseen circumstances, that's not happened. But inshallah, end of this year, 
Inshallah. We're on track. So this whole time you have your journey with your books that's going ahead. So talk to us a little bit about what's happening on the family side of the journey because <laughs> mm. you've still got those three kids at the same yeah. time. So, so how, how are you and Mother Pai managing that at that point? Um, well, this is the thing where when I was writing the books, I was still living in, in city centre. Okay. I recently moved to Newton Mounds. Okay. Uh, but I was living in city centre and what we, we had a, a system. My husband works six days in the week. He's only got the one day off, which okay. is a Wednesday. Precious um, time on the Wednesday then? Yes. When, but Wednesday's like used to be our busiest day because we try to get everything done, done that day. But then it got to a point where because I was working, because I needed to get this book out and because I was so focused, um, I used to go off to the Mitchell Library on the Wednesday morning. I'd drop the kids on the way, mm-hmm. go down to Mitchell Library with my laptop and the whole day I would sit home and uh, I would just sit there, lock myself in there and right. just write. And Mother was in charge of picking the kids up, taking them to the, the mosque, you know, to so a bit of a role reversal. Yes. He learned how to cook. He's an amazing cook now. So yeah, so he was he was great in that Brilliant. way. So we sacrificed our one day in uh-huh. a week. And I think that's the thing with the family it has to chime in. So yeah. let me ask you something because I know in a scenario like that there'll be a lot of people within our own community looking looking at that who'd be a case of wait a minute, that's not your usual roles so yeah. how did you and Mother Pai deal with that I am um, I don't know I think it's a good question for Mother actually the middle of the law Mother Pai Mother Pai any writer who is a good writer if he thinks that I have to write for money then I don't think he will not write that he will get a lot of money because if you have to earn money then it is a business you do writing or such things you only अपना जो ना अपना आपका एक पैशन होता है आप उसके लिए करते हैं या आप ठीक है आप लकी हैं वो फेमस हो जाएं तो मैंने देखा कि स्पीना को शौक था राइटिंग का क्योंकि मैंने खुद भी मैंने जैसे आपको बताया कि मैं राइटिंग पसंद करता हूं तो इसको शौक था तो मैंने कहा कि ठीक है आप लिखें आप इसको छुपाएं डिजमटर आप ये कोई बात नहीं तो आपका अगर शौक है तो लिखें तो मैं वो ख्वाहिश तो पूरी हो कि हां भाई छप गई बुक तो ऐसी चीजें जो होती हैं वो आप अपनी ख्वाहिश के लिए पहले करते हैं तो अगर आप ये समझे कि मैंने पैसा कमाने के लिए करना है तो फिर वो हो सकता है आप Yeah, the thing I think like if you were to kind of try and measure success in just monetary value mm-hmm. like that like to me success isn't you know how much money you make yeah, for you it's your reviews I think yeah, for me it's my reviews yep. for the fact I've had I've actually had a review um I'll, I'll I'll have to take your email right and I'll send it to you yep. and it's a wee girl from Turkey who told me that through my fan fiction she actually learned like how to how to read and write read and write in English wow, wow. because okay, she was she was somebody had taken because my fan fiction has been translated into like 12 different languages right. again by different fan fiction writers mm-hmm. wow. um so this girl has started reading the fan fiction in Turkish and it got to a certain point and then the person had obviously given up uh-huh. yeah. um so she was so eager to find out what happened next <laughs> that she would take oh it goodness. and use, use Google Translate to translate God. the words wow. and then she got to a point where she started getting familiarized with this word in Turkish it looks like Means this in that? English wow. and she's got to it and now she, she wrote to me all in English wow. and she said to me this is because of that's you unreal. so to me that's success of like, course I, I slept I slept with a, a smile on my face that yeah, night yeah. I thought you know knowing that you're you're inspiring those those, yeah. especially the youth I think inspiring the youth is so yeah. important these so important. days especially when they have gadgets like phones iPads yeah, laptops exactly. the traditional meaning of a book even the books turn into a Kindle yes that's it you, that's you it. two you two might be here all night so I'm going to try and, <laughs> I'm going to try and pull this interview back yeah. but I think we've literally got around four minutes left I'm looking at the clock it's 21 minutes past I think we're on air until 25 minutes we past are. with the listeners and then we'll go for a break and then we've got another show coming on afterwards so I just want to ask you some last crucial questions um, the first we want to start with is to all the young listeners listening out there as we started this program we started with saying that 
majority, especially within the BME community, which you know within which we live, um, you are told you need to get an education, you need to go to university, and, and as, as important as all of that is in order to get your career, mm-hmm. in order to get yourself firm, in order to establish an income, and all these things are very important to do. Um, however, many, very few people manage to go into a field where they are so passionate. I mean, you, you've sat and spoke um, to us. It's the first time I've met you, and it's very, very clear as to how passionate you know you are in terms of writing and, and reading. Um, very many, very few people get to experience um, living their life doing what it is that they love to do. What advice would you give to the young listeners out there who might have either a creative side the way you do mm-hmm. or maybe even have a skill set in something they're very passionate about which actually normally might just be a side hobby? And if they're, if they're looking to try and turn that into a career, mm-hmm. what main tips would you give? I think the first thing I would say to them is like, don't give up. No matter what happens, mm. doesn't matter if you get, you you know, if you, for example, it's a creative side or like you said, it's something that's a side hobby that they want to, they want to, do, you know, continue. Don't give up on it. Don't wait for, you know, somebody to come down and say, oh, yeah, you're absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. because chances are at the beginning you won't be. Mm-hmm. Keep working at it. Keep doing it. Keep at it and try and get people, you know, that, that will give you honest, constructive criticism. That's the only way that you'll grow. Having somebody tell you, yes, yeah, fantastic, it's brilliant, it's not going to help you. You need mm. people to tell you, you're doing this wrong, this yeah. bit is great, but you're doing this wrong. And learn to take that on board and, and go forward from there. Excellent, thank you. So, partner Okay, partner support this journey, advice, आप देखें शादी के बाद जो होता है वो मैं और आप नहीं तो हम होता है तो मैंने तो सिर्फ अपनी बीवी को सपोर्ट किया है तो स्वीना को लिखने का शौक था तो अब ये फेमस ना भी होती तो कोई बात नहीं तो मैं मैं मेरा शौक थे ये था कि यानी मैं मेरी कोशिश ये थी कि स्वीना जो है ना वो अपना कोशिश कर रही है तो इसको सपोर्ट करना चाहिए तो मैं मेरा यही पैगाम है कि हर आदमी को अपनी बीवी को सपोर्ट करना चाहिए Emotional हो गया यार Sorry, I don't understand. Um, but before I think we've got a couple of minutes. Yeah. Family. Yes. Family. They had to. They must have played a key part. A big part. Big part. I would not have been able to do this. You've told us about um, your sister Yasmin and your sister um, Samina. Samina. Yeah. Um, mom and dad. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about that. They've they've been like the, my cutchies. They're the mm. ones that I've I've kind of you know they've been my support. So my husband, my parents, my sisters, especially my sister Samina. Um, she's my muse. I call her my muse because no matter what story mm. I'm, I'm telling where I'm going, mm-hmm. she always helps me out. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, well, inshallah, may Allah reward them for um, um, giving you support. Okay. Inshallah, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Um, and may Allah put barakat into your um, books um, and wish you all um, the success. Mazarbay, congratulations actually Thank for you. the support you've Thank given you. by just, It was wonderful to see. To all the listeners out there, inshallah, that's the end of our show uh, in conversation end with. Okay, so to all the listeners out there and for all of us here in the studio, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.